Snack Hair Against Production. What's the name of Uncle Poochie's podcast? Uh, Six Feet Under. Six, six Feet Under podcast. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever this message reaches you, listening to another episode of Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. What's good, y'all? What's going on? What's happening in? What's bragging? What's smacking? What's going on? What's cracking? What's good, family? What's going on? Excuse any noise that you hear in the background. Everybody has to have a dream. Anyways, man, what's happening, family? Welcome back to the Six Feet Under Podcast. It's me, Sean Capuche. I'm he. He is I. Uh, slim with the, the tilted brim. No, no, no. I'm nowhere slim. But yeah, I'm your Uncle P. This is the Six Feet Under Podcast, and you're back. And as always, man, I tell you guys, this isn't a podcast. Really, you're sitting down at the dinner table, man, because I am your uncle, and we are here, and we're breaking bread. We're talking about stuff. You come to me because you want some advice. And I know you're sitting here wondering, who the hell and why the hell would I want some advice from this man? He shares an apartment with another grown man. Well, hey, man, you don't come to me because you want the best advice. Nope, 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 nope. You come to me because you want the realest advice. Thank you so very much, Sister Johnson, Frank, go to hell. Um, Person in the room, are you here today? <laughs> person in the room is here. What's going on, y'all? What's going on, person in the room? You Queen Amanda B. Okay, look at that. Already just giving give Negro the co-host title once, and they already just run the red light and start talking okay. whatever thank you for person in the room for being back i appreciate you queen amanda b um today's episode i'm not gonna lie to you it's gonna probably sting a little bit um i want to talk about the glory days mm. um and uh more so where and what and how i feel about the glory days so well, you sit back and talk to me about the glory days. Do you have glory days that you like to reflect on I sometimes? Mean, you call them glory? Yeah, glory days. Okay, glory they came days. from the glory hole. <laughs> Gotta be the glory days. All right. All right. Well, welcome back, you ladies and gentlemen. Um, the glory days took hold of me, and so I had to take a step away from the mic. Because that's what glory days do sometimes. Glory days take hold of you. And so, person in the room, I think... Um, is it okay if I tell people where you, you graduated high school? Sure. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Ain't no shame Ain't no in shame. my game. Okay. And we know you have good. a lot of it. Um, <laughs> so we both graduated in 2010. Um, and by math with, damn, that's 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 a, that's a minute ago. But I could not imagine my life being the same as it was 12 years ago as it is today. But that's the beauty of being, uh, like, I guess you say, a damn adult. But would you say 12 years is going by real fast? Absolutely. 12 years, especially as drunk as I was. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Brag to the people how drunk as you were. I'm not bragging. I'm trying to tell you. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm just Don't kidding. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, yeah, as a as a person who, too, you know, definitely shares a good drink or two or did, I definitely feel you. Time does fly when you are hitting your bottle. But um, it's not even just the time that flies now. I think about with the, the glory days, I think more so, like, do you still feel like... <laughs> As a man, I think this is a funny way to ask a woman. Do you feel like the person you were back in those days is better than who you are now? No. No. Absolutely not. So why do they call it the glory days? Exactly why I was asking you. It's They call a lot of shit a lot of things that are just irrelevant. You're just going along with shit because that's what they named it. That's true. That's true. Uh, 
You know what that shit makes me think of? Huh. Is uh I never actually seen it, but there's like a, a scene in uh Atlanta when um Lakeith Stanton is talking to um Childish Gambino and he says, uh bro, that's made up. Charles Gambino mm-hmm. says that's made up. Yeah. And Lakeith looked at him and says, Everything's made up. Right. Stay woke. Right. And that is true. You hit a hammer on the nail. Like they just called it the glory days. They just it, call didn't, it that. didn't mean it actually was the glory days. They mean it was actually even good days. They you know have what I'm a movie called Glory Road or something, and that was actually a really sad, terrible story. <laughs> so I'm like, what's going on? That is a good point because even the TV show Good Times. Oh my god. Ain't nothing good about the times. It, it wasn't. The times are terrible. Times are rough. Yeah. Yeah, it is a terrible time. But no, realistically, what's super funny to me, though, is like the glory days are, is a term. And a lot of people like to use it. And as you just brought up, it's not real. Realistically, it's not really a glorious day. It's not necessarily mean it was a bad day, but I just don't think it's the peak. You know what I'm saying? So I think I already know the answer to this question, but do you think you peaked in high school? Did I peak? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Oh, so I take that as the answer is no, if you already got to ask all that. No, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know about peaking in high school? <laughs> no. No? Well, like grow? Because I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I grew about two inches. You can't be this green, bro. There are people who feel like, at least they, you know, at least in movies, they display it as like people who feel like high school is the best days of their lives. And I was looking at... Uh, um. A podcast. I was listening to my podcast. Shout out to my people. It's actually active over there with producer E and uh, Rez and your boy Meezy. Shout out to them out there in Winston Salem. Um, but they were talking about uh, you know the different stages you go through with ages, mm-hmm. and that's what made me start thinking about this episode. Because let's keep it one hundred, right? The glorious days of being young, wild, and free. I guess that's the best way of placing it without being too derogatory and disrespecting anybody's mama. Hmm. Is like it's really not that glorious. Okay, I get you. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you, you. That's how people feel like the peak is in high school. They just be like, "Yo, son, I, I, I have never been this." And I've met people like this. I have legitimately met people who are like, "Yo, I think high school is the best days of my life." Yeah, no, absolutely, I get that. And I don't think that's actually a problem, but go ahead. What were you about to say? No, I was just saying, like, now I understand, like, Mm -hmm. people do feel like those are the best days, especially the ones that you Mm -hmm. see in a liquor store or something. Oh, remember, remember when we was at the shit party? (laughs) Like, no, we all should not have been there. (laughs) Like, no, I actually don't want to remember that. Remember when we were underage drinking and we made a bunch of badass decisions that we're now paying for? I'm like, remember when, like... You know, we almost died like 33 times <laughs> because motherfuckers is doing grown shit. Yeah, yeah. That is funny because it's like, um, and that was a part of the episode that stood out to me is uh, my man Meezy said that uh, that even with the bad things that we did as kids, you got to realize that those are the stories that we talk about today as adults. Like mm-hmm. when we like, you know, link up with the people that we did these things with, you're like, oh my gosh, do you remember that? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad we're alive. It makes me feel old because I used to always wonder when I was younger, because I'm just a nosy-ass kid, while adults were always laughing when they saw each other, you know, especially like yeah. adult women. They were like, girl! And then there'd just be a big-ass laughter. Right. And then no, I would never I know what now. would happen afterwards. I'd be like, what the hell? Why are they laughing so hard? That's why I thought adulthood must have been fun. They were always laughing. Now I know they're just laughing not to kill each other. Right. Like, you know, I used to think they were laughing because they were having fun. Like, oh, my life's in shambles. <laughs> but nah, that's... 
that's crazy because like it let let society tell you like the glory days are always in the past and that's what i'm here to say today we can't we can't we got to kill that narrative my g the glory days are no longer in the past your glory days are always ahead of you the glorious Absolutely, days are yes. the ones ahead of you i do not subscribe to being like do you remember 2009 Right, like the days where, you know, my I had to lie to my grandmother because she wasn't rational enough for me to fucking explain anything to you. Or the days of when I legitimately had to, like, drink my feelings away because I didn't comprehend them. Absolutely. Or act out of them in anger because I didn't comprehend how I actually felt about things. It's like, nah, bro, that wasn't a glorious day. I was like, ah, I'll kill for that body. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This fucking ill <laughs> No. no, I would not Young kill ass. for that body. No, Don't know what's going on mm-hmm. with my body no. ass. No, I would not kill for that body. That body got me in a lot of trouble. Saying yes, yes, I'll drink this. Why am I drinking this? We was drinking things that are banned now. Like- That's true, man. I remember four locals before they were legal. Um, right. It was just called. They had to revamp that ing- recipe like three times. They did. Niggas was out here Thanos snapping. Like, literally, it was crazy. And niggas was drinking four locals, and you're staying on just like, huh, oh, it's just, you know, today, and we're going to go out there and I'm talking to Connor, and it's just really, gone. It's just Mr. Mr. Spark. Yeah. I don't feel too well. <laughs> Not Mr. Spark. I don't feel too well. Like, yeah, those those four locals was raw back in the day. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, I, <laughs> I, this sounds silly, but now we're old enough to say something. I'm old enough to remember when you were 18 years old to buy tobacco from the right. liquor store. Exactly. That's why I'd be like, these young boys, I'd be like, boy, you can't even buy me a swisher. You can't even buy Literally. a fucking, you can't even buy tobacco. Like, I could buy tobacco at 18. Wow. I'm like, that's how old I am. I could get, yeah, you can put me in $1,000 of debt at 18 in two minutes yeah. as well. Yeah, you could do a lot of shit to me. And so that's why I'm like, why do people consider your teenage years your glory days? I would never want to go back to days where I literally got upset at a meme. Like, I don't want to go to days where, like, like you could piss me off with a Facebook status. I don't care about any of that shit. Now, it's, like, all irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. I don't like, oh, you hurt my feelings. You hurt my feelings. Like, no. Like, none of this shit hurts my feelings anymore. Not to say I don't get my feelings hurt. It's just, like, I feel like now pushing it to my big age of 30 that the things that hurt my feelings are real things that hurt my feelings. Not right. the not the the he say she says, not the I didn't get to go to the party, not the, you know, I had to work and now I'm bitter because I'm at work and everybody out drinking. It's like, mm-hmm. no, nigga, I'm upset because my credit score 450. Absolutely. okay. All right, that's what's gotten tight. I'm mad because I can't find that's a pack of bubble gum. <laughs> they okay? judging me. This is some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I'd have fucked up in life. The thing that bothers me, I think, is they yeah. call it the glory days, and you didn't teach me anything oh to be successful. You know, and that's the catch-22 with the glory days, because they did, but they didn't. So, like, this is what I figured out, because, you know, we don't blame our upbringing no more. Oh, no. But it's like, why the fuck? I was going to talk about I, school. I know, I was just going to get yeah. into that. Why the fuck do I know what my country is? Right. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about no goddamn mitochondria. But if you would have took me to an H&R block and showed me what a tax return was, I would have gave a fuck about that. Right. At 16, I would have fucking cared what that was. Like, oh, this is money. This makes sense. Nigga, I was never going to be a marine biologist. Never. I was never going to be a marine biologist. And so you teach me about the fucking mitochondria. I don't fucking care. I don't give a damn about the enzyme of a plant. Okay. 
It was like even in Hills, like they would have taught me some shit. Really would have cared about, like for real, bro. I don't care, y'all. You know what? This I, I know. This is weird, and I know we haven't progressed as a country. Uh, regardless of what your glory days are, if you're living in this world, adults still debate on teaching teenagers mm-hmm. sex ed. Right. That is the and people have been getting knocked I, up for years. <sighs> Intentionally, unintentionally. In high school. In high school. So I'm like, why? Why? We don't know if we need to teach the teenagers about this. Niggas, you crazy. Everything about a teenager is about being horny. And I'm not saying you need to act on your horniness. I'm just saying you're hormonal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your body's coming into something. Like, everybody in some fucking way has some type of emotional and chemical imbalance in their fucking brain. You especially got it when you're a teenager. So why aren't you teaching teenagers about sex? I'm not saying you need to throw on a fucking porno. <laughs> Like, don't Depending show on the teacher now. Yeah, yeah I know. Hold oh, on. Shit, hold on. Hold on. But no, like, do not throw on a porno. But just be like, okay, like, these are, like, real conversations you really need to have. Like, that is the shit I hate about the glory days. Like, mm-hmm. no one really talked to you. Like, it mm-hmm. was like, they spoke to you, but in a way of a manner in, that you would now say would be demeaning. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you're a teenager, so I'm not really caping for a teenager, because teenagers got their own issues as well. But it's like, I really, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I guess I'll just have to wait to be a parent to just be like, hey, man, let me just yeah. explain to you. This is this, this is that, and that's how you go about it. Because I, I would love to be like, well, they didn't teach me nothing. But it's just like, you know, you know, kids are still going to do what they want to do. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I just am here to say, if you're in between the ages of that person living in the quote-unquote glory days or the person missing your glory days, I'm here to tell you neither one are real. Because mm-hmm. as glorious as today is, it is somebody's worst day of their life. So what's glorious for you today, yeah. somebody's fucking struggling with. And, and vice versa, bro. It only gets better. Life just gets better if you choose it to get better. Right. Okay. I was then gonna me, say, hold me, on now. Yeah, let me let me back, let me double down on that. Life, Life gets, gets better. better, but not when you're bitter. <laughs> yeah, you can't know. Well, because you like that being bitter though, is I have found pushing into becoming 30. Bitter is like a huge ingredient. In everybody's tea, uh, in everybody's Kool Aid, mm. like you have a huge ingredient of bitter. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though, because I'm bitter about things. Yeah. But I definitely take that ingredient and I try to mix it in with other things like gratitude mm-hmm. and appreciation. It's like just knowing this about yourself is what really makes the biggest difference. Right. Um, knowing things about yourself just makes the biggest difference. But outside of just knowing things about yourself, is also just accepting that you know you can't go back either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I see exactly what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, bitter. A lot of people don't take that, though, mm-hmm. and then use that ingredient mm-hmm. in the special po- potion <laughs> of life. You just mm-hmm. take the bitter, and mm-hmm. then you just take the bee and rub it on everybody yeah, instead of... just sit on it. Yeah. yeah, you just sit on it. Yeah, no, that is, uh, that's true. People do do that shit. That shit is, uh, what's super gnarly about that, outside of just the glory days, is that glory days make you bitter. Hmm. Because... That's where I come back to choosing a better life. Because if you think about the bitterness that you get from your glory days, you felt like your life was better back then. Now, taking right. taking away the count of like maybe someone passing away or something like that. And I can understand those type of glorious days, but those aren't really glory days, I would say. Like, you know, missing somebody that's passed on. Those are just like, you know, more comfortable times. So like for the most part, when you look at people say the glory days, you generally say like this when they have more money they're in better shape or they have more love interest or they had a better looking love interest or they drove a better car. It's usually like something that isn't concrete. 
And that's why I always find bitterness to be so stupid because what you're bitter about is never driven in anything concrete. Like right. anything that's really good for you. Like let's say you were bitter about things that are important, like like good health mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. financial stability. Right. It's like, bro, you can go do those things. Like you can do those things. Like everything I've ever been bitter about is just been something stupid. Like I wanted those pair of shoes or yeah. they had that car. Like it's nothing real serious. So that's why I'm like, yo, how <laughs> could you be? Like, why are you still bitter? Like what the fuck are you upset about? Like, this ain't even real. Like, cause that same person, this is what made me change my mind. But there's like this shit I was being bitter about with that person. Mm-hmm. That person is had some shit that they wish was different about themselves too. So I'm sitting in line yeah. wishing I had they shit and they're like, well, I'm Wishing I had some of yours. So yeah, man. Like I said. Yeah, actually, that that yeah. that's real as fuck. Yeah. Cause there are people like you mm-hmm. compare yourself to, and the Big whole time, time, and they are literally walking in your footsteps. Literally. And yeah. you waiting for their next step, and it's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, they that's waiting. a word. Sorry. Yeah, no, it is a word. You waiting for them to make a move, and they waiting for you and to make a move. They waiting for you to make a move. Yeah, you, the whole time, you motherfuckers. Because they make out. the move look better, and you're just so apprehensive. Mm-hmm. So you have apprehensive tendencies. Hmm. No, but that is true. A lot of us, but that is, you know, a thing that I feel like many people don't really know that they do is something that's a learned experience. Like for myself personally, what made me think about the glory days is just, uh, I never really got deep into this, but I think I'm gonna start sharing about it more this year because I was really big into playing football when I was in high school. Um, And I didn't realize how deeply I was into playing football until I wasn't playing football anymore. And then it still didn't hit me until like years later when I was trying to work out things about my life where I'd be like, well, what was I at when I should have been doing these things to prep for things? I was like, oh, I was playing football. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about it for a very long time. And I was like, man, those glory days when they didn't work out, it made me bitter to not want to watch the game of football anymore. Yeah. I didn't want to watch football anymore. I didn't want to hear people talk about it. I didn't want to see it because it, all it did was just remind me of a failure. Mm-hmm. And I think that was for me. Maybe the ages of 21, 22, 23, 24, mm-hmm. 25. <laughs> it's just All still right. going. Roll out the 20s. Like, I'm like, yeah, for the, mo- for the majority of the 20s. Like, yeah. I would say probably until 27. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. Mm-hmm. Like, this this was not an easy journey. Like, yeah. that lasted for damn near six, seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say seven years. And it, it it's like a, it's a weird period in my life because I don't remember much of it. Because now I, I remember that I masked a lot of that with drinking. Like, mm-hmm. my, my obsession was exactly. not being able to accomplish my glory years mm-hmm. situation made me push myself into bitterness. My bitterness made me angry. My anger made me drink. Mm-hmm. And so the connection, again, all back to saying, had I realized that those were just a moment in time. Right. And that was just all that was. That was glory years for a moment in time. And that was all it was. I would have easily mm-hmm. said, you know what? I'll go make more glory years, mm-hmm. more glory days. But you spent time dwelling on the years. Seven whole years. I mean, it makes sense. And also, some people's glory years, mm-hmm. they're different. Like, some people, mm-hmm. like me, like, speaking mm-hmm. for myself, mm-hmm. I was partying hella hard, trying mm-hmm. to kick it with the people that mm-hmm. I was never allowed to kick it with. So, mm-hmm. you finally here at this platform with these people doing everything that mm-hmm. you was told not to do. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking around, you and I'm like, so I around. spent all this time working mm-hmm. for something that mm-hmm. was below me, yeah. but I put it in my actual story to make it a glory year. 
like mm-hmm. a glory day. Mm-hmm. And so now I literally do look at the, these like these memories that pop up Snapchat. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be laughing. Like mm-hmm. I could laugh at it now, but mm-hmm. I was like cringing. Yeah. Cringing yeah. and just so embarrassed. But it's like embarrassed, like it's already done. It's done. And and the thing about it is you shouldn't be embarrassed no. if you've overcome it. Yes. If you're still struggling with it, then mm-hmm. like you're, mean, it's, it's a difference of, between yeah. struggling and making it a part of your life. Yeah. So if those people are still doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. You need to celebrate more, yeah. Opposed to cringe because yeah. what's done is done, and you ain't gonna make no progress cringing. Especially our ages, like you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like your 20s or your 20s, you know, either you fuck up or you don't. Yeah, and either you pay for it, and mm. that's what people are doing. But you have to acknowledge that, opposed to just complain about it mm-hmm. or you know sit on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I know I get what you're saying because I I know it like. I, I will have to transition that for another conversation for Patreon. Patreon's still in the process, y'all. But we have to talk about the embarrassment factor and how it plays differently on men and women. Because mm-hmm. men and women yeah. get embarrassed by two different things. Absolutely. Um, you know, one is sex mm-hmm. with ease. That's why people don't have a conversation about sex with kids. Because it's just like the, the uh, stigma behind it still. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, is a lot for people to get over, you know, for, you know, religious purposes, mental purposes and everything. But, uh, but no, the 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 seven years I spent being bitter mm-hmm. and being embarrassed, I think about that, and I think about like where I am now, right? Mm-hmm. And how I'm thirty, and how had I like with the trajectory I feel like I have right now, mm-hmm. and who knows where life will head for either one of us, right? In the midst of like career things, but had I been doing this seven years ago, right? I no, I get you. <sighs> like that is where it's like. What man, life can be exhausting thinking about shit like that, but you kind of got to, but then you, you don't want to sit there too long because now I'm like, I went from being like, wow, I wasted seven years yeah. and, and all that time I wasted, and now I'm like, god damn, that I've been doing this seven years ago, I would have had a house by now, I would have had this by now, but you know, I don't know, I don't but know, you don't I know had. where you would have no. been mentally because no, you had to come mm-hmm. out of that, true. You know what I mean? Like some mm. people cannot even make the step of acknowledging it. And mm. and that's what I'm saying. Like mm. we don't celebrate mm. the little steps we put in for ourselves yeah. just as humans in general. Yeah, what, men or women. like yeah, baby step progression. Because that seven years you wasted in the last two years, you mm. know what I'm saying? You've already, mm. and like right now, quit drinking for a year. Like mm. you dissected yeah. exactly what you would like to no longer waste. Yeah. So. And then, in 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 all honesty, too, there would be no podcast had I not right. did all those things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. get you one hundred percent. Like yeah. people dwell. Like I dwell. Yeah, I should have got that tattooed on my body. Well, dwell. The the I said this in an episode I was listening to. Just going back and re-listening to myself because I'm an egomaniac. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, dwelling is in definition. If you look it up. It is a is a home. You know that. Yes. A dwelling is a home. Yeah. Obviously, everybody yeah. knows that, right? No. But if you do or do not know that, uh, a dwelling is a home. That's why dwellers insurance is a home. That's why literally the word is called dwelling because you're living in the feelings. Stop dwelling in your feelings. Stop living there. You are literally sitting there, and that is why I really like get angry when I think about this shit because people were telling you, "I don't dwell on this." Right. <laughs> you don't understand the words. But so that's understand. another phrase mm-hmm. that people just say mm-hmm. 
as an insert moment, yeah. it's like a fucking stop. But that, <laughs> but but that's the crazy part about those seven years I wasted. When I went back and wondered where it was for people to tell me to stop doing this, or like people tell me things get better, it was there. I just didn't listen. You see what I'm saying? And that's why I'm trying to point out to anybody listening to this, like, bro, please take my words on this. Your glory days are in front of you. Your glorious days yes. are not behind you. Right. Like, it's like make every day a glory day. That's it. But if you have a, a bad day or a gloomy day as mm-hmm. just a human, mm-hmm. then you can figure out different ways to go around that opposed to what you used to do. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be like, oh, you know, look back in a year and be like, dang, this is how I handled this. Mm-hmm. But I could have put this in this. It's mm-hmm. all. And it's and it's easier said than done. Most of but not people got to keep talking about it. It's yeah. not just like a one thing. It's, it's somebody has to do something seven times for it to click in their head. So and seven thousand times for it to stay. So mm. I, you know, just don't dwell. Remember your glory days. You're you're making them right now. Um, your uncle Puche is a true believer and um, really speaking it into existence, manifestation. I think that's what the kids are calling it. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 real, man. It's it's real. The lifestyle that you wanted, the lifestyle that you want, it's all on the other side of uh, realistically manifesting and believing and not also just doing that, going through with the plan. Because that's the part people always leave out. Speak it into existence. Yeah, and then work. Right. And then work. And then work. People just out here sitting like you just sitting in a uh, goddamn. Um, yeah. And then you wake up and that's uh, what's supposed to happen for no, you. No. That's what it. most people yeah. don't know how to handle other people's success because of these shenanigans. Because at the end of the day, all it really was was work. Every, all of it. Right. I, like I can't it's remember the last time I really sat back. And once I started like seriously taking podcasting seriously, yeah. that I ever took this as less than work. Like it's work that I enjoy. Yeah. But after I started taking it seriously, like oh, this is just like a job. Like people show up to the job to the the show. Mm-hmm. I post it consistently. People mm-hmm. show up. I, I do Smart. the avenues. Uh, you know, people show up. I talk about things that you want to listen to. Yeah. They show up. Yeah. I do. You know. But if I don't do any of this, motherfuckers don't show up, and that's just it. I mean, a lot of people don't can't fathom that because it hasn't been told to them. You have to create your a schedule of human being mm-hmm. a human instead of just working mm-hmm. as a robot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I guess and as a human, you know, I'm getting a little off tangent uh, off a topic, but as a human, one thing I have learned too is that a lot of humans don't fathom the idea that they too can do something. Mm-hmm. They, they just feel like they're not special enough. So right. you really have to get past that. That is like a wall that you have to get past. Yeah. Like, it's, well, I'm not there. I'm not special. And it's like, yo, fam, I, no one's special, really. I think that I know everybody's mom called them a light. They call them special. Right. They told them that they was going to be the best. You know, baby, you're going to do the pumpkin. You're not, though. But, you know, it's just one of those things where you have to realize that the only difference between you and that person in, in some sense of the learning world is uh, is work. You just got to work, dog. You got to work. Yeah. Um. I used to work with somebody who would say that they didn't want to work. They wanted to just have things happen. Right. And mm. I no longer am friends with them. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, person in the room, do you, uh, well, you know, before I leave, person in the room, mm. you did your, um, did your first stand up. I did do my first stand up on how did Sunday. It, go? it went very well. Mm. I had a really good turnout for my very first time mm. from somebody who was not from this place. Mm. You know, I came out here and gained some friends. You mean you have followers? I have friends, followers, fans. Oh man. You know, people who love me for me. For you. For me. For you. 
sober out here. Oh my life. <laughs> All my life I had to fight. But no, the show went really, really well. Um, I went up on the stage and forgot everything I was going to fucking say. Natural. So I just started talking about a bunch of shit that I would think about all the time because my mind never stops running. So, boom, you know, boom, bang, bang. it actually went very well. Should I have... we put a clip a clip of you doing stand-up at the end of this episode? Should we? I don't know. We'll pick which one. Okay. No <laughs> No, you did a great job. You know, like you said, you did have a good amount of people who came out and, and uh, showed you some love, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, again, work. You got, right. you got those people to come out and show you a good time because you met them at work. Absolutely. Okay. While you were working and they appreciate your work ethic and they said, damn, this person works this hard. Pretty sure they will be funny at doing a stand up because they're not going to go out there and not work at it. Because no shade. I, there were a couple of comedians up there that like I, I like I don't know what the hell. You know, I don't try. I really try to refrain mm-hmm. from that. Mm hmm. You know, because it's all full circle when you talk about somebody and tell them to go for their dream. It's really hard. It's a contradicting subject. It is. But sometimes y'all suck at your dreams. But those are those be the most confident ones. That's what really made me just stop shaking because mm-hmm. I was fucking shaking in my boots. Mm-hmm. Literally, I had boots on. Mm-hmm. So I I went up there. That's why I felt good to be uh, almost last. Mm-hmm. I was a little offended, but it's like, bitch, you've never been here before. Why are you so mad? Mm-hmm. I had to have a whole conversation with myself. Oh, you were pissed off about your positioning? Because, yeah, but you know, that's why I was like, I had to shake that. You you can't get this flustered your first time or how you going to keep doing it. I had to really check myself. So, and then, you know, as I watch people hold their confidence Mm -hmm. and the audience hold their laughs, I was like, wow, you know what? It's okay. Even when I forgot everything I was going to say, I just acted like I was at work. Yeah. Because half of my... Job was there in the first place. There you have it. So, bam. Yeah. And then I'll tell you something even funnier about that is, is that you made a point on, like, not telling people to tell them that they suck because you want to tell people to go for the dreams, although they can suck. That is the beauty of this thing called life. Because regardless if I tell you you suck and you should give up, if you give up after I, tell you you give, uh, after I told you you suck, the dream right. was never for you. Right. Because if I told you you suck and you know me, what you going to do to the trolls? Yeah. Online. Because exactly. they'll be ready. they be ready. Fresh nails. It's ready to click. Re- ready to get your ass. And so that's why I never, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say I never failed on the stage or not did as well as I wanted to. But I'll say when you look at everything, it, it is just another lesson to be learned not to just quit or to give up because people don't believe it's to say like, hey, man, do I really want this? Do I really want to keep pushing forward with that? And so, yeah, good for you. You know, I'm, I'm very, very proud of you. I'm very happy for you for doing that. Um, do you know when you're going back up again? Uh, I did get a message. I got oh. a message asking me to come back at the end of the month. Oh, damn. You got a second. But I am. My goodness. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the information. No, man. Your nigga is going to be a stay-at-home father soon. <laughs> um, well. Is there anything else you want to tell the good people before we get out of here? No, you know, the glory days are right in front of you. They are. All right? We ain't got no time. Stop sleeping on yourself. Stop sleeping on yourself. Stop sleeping on yourself. Stop sleeping on yourself. (laughs) Today is a glory day, okay? Yeah, man, you guys, thank you so much. Sorry. Okay, I'm down there. It's just track two. Um... You know, you know what it is, y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Six Feet the Podcast. I'm your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Poochie. And like always, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please remember the lot of peace, killing evil that's coming from within you. And until next time, I am.
This is Sarah Kerrigan.